Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Happy Friday. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. This is episode 260 and the final episode in our last full week of Executive Presence Morsels. Before we transition to our new and fairly similar podcast, Diversity Bites, which talks about leadership and developing the best leaders and higher performance in our newer, more inclusive and varied workforce, the modern workforce, so to speak, and how to do that effectively. Given all the challenges that we have today and will continue to have in the foreseeable future, how are you still effective and get the best performance from yourself and out of your team members? Well, today we're going to be talking about a personal breakthrough that I had in relation to understanding money and those aspects and how it is generated and how it flows. So what's the difference when we're able to figure out how to earn money versus other times where it just seems so difficult and you can't really find the budget or the clients or the fundraising. So what is the difference between people who are able to figure that out and are really good at it uh, and others who have much more challenges doing that? And the thing that I learned recently, and it wasn't any particular incident that you know prompted this realization, is that there's tons of money out there. It's constantly flowing. If you think about the budgets of any Fortune 500 company, and I've seen pieces of budgets, you know, here and there, different companies I've worked for, it is amazing how much money is being spent just for payroll, for technology, for training, for third parties they hire. There's no shortage of money being spent. And these companies are willing to spend it because they need to spend it to continue to do their business. And I'm not even including, and I guess I should include government spending as well, the government and the military in most countries being one of the largest employers. And one interesting aspect of this is for a lot of folks who have these budgets, if they don't spend the money that was given to them as part of the budget, it can often disappear. That's right. Like if you've ever been involved in this, maybe even pre-work, if you were part of like a club or an association and you're getting money from the school or, or, you know, from some sponsors, if you don't spend that money, often it goes away or even worse next year when you try to ask for that same money or more money, you actually get less because people are like, well, you asked for that amount of money and you couldn't even spend it. So why would we give you any more? So Understanding these sort of aspects is super important and helpful in terms of understanding how to access that money and where it's flowing. Now, I'll give an example where if you have a client and you find out that their budget um, is, you know, needs to be spent by a certain part of the year. Let's just make something up. Let's say by December 31st. So anything that they don't spend in their budget by December 31st, they may either lose that or they may, may be penalized like we were talking about before. Do you think if you call them on February 1st or earlier in the next year and give them a solution that they will be in any particular rush 
to close the deal with you versus what if you come to them on December 1st or December 15th when they have a pile of money from their budget burning a hole in their pocket and they have no idea how to spend this. And you come to them and you've done your research and you know what you have to offer makes sense to them and it'll provide value and you appear and you're like, hey, you know, do you still need some help with this? Maybe you had talked to them before. You know, I have this solution. This is what it's going to cost. And all of a sudden you're having a very different conversation and the dynamic is being, you know, is very, very different. So being in that mindset and realizing that this is already happening, whether we want it or not, was a huge breakthrough. So, you know, sometimes we think we have to do things to, you know, generate additional funds and we have to make all these actions happen when in actuality, sometimes it's more just about understanding the different processes and, and levers that are invisible to most other people and understanding them and moving in a way that we have better access to them and we're closer to the flow of money and, you know, why people might want to use it. Now, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the business and there's no guarantee that you're going to get paid. However, you're going to have a much better chance if you understand this and have this mentality of figuring these things out versus having no idea what's going on and just using a keyboard or a dartboard and saying, oh, let's see, let's try someone next. I don't know who. You're going to have a much better chance than if you spend all your time just creating the best product that you're always going to pitch to people at exactly the wrong time where they don't have money or worse, they really, maybe they don't have any care for your product or use for it even when they do have money. So what I would love for you to do today is think about a little bit in terms of the past and how you've spent money. Right. And in terms of how your organization maybe spends money and being a little bit more conscious and aware of the flow of that and how it works. And a lot of times this is not super secret information, right? You're like already in the organization and people are able to share certain things with you without violating any sort of confidentiality, just getting a better understanding, maybe even just in your own group about how these things work. And getting insight into this aspect of the business, even if it's not part of your day to day, right? We're not all chief financial officers or, you know, um, in charge of budgets. However, we can still educate ourselves and this will be a strategic benefit for the future for yourself and for your team and for your company. And if you have a side hustle, it will help you there as well. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This was the last full episode before we transition to our final two and then on to Diversity Bites. This new podcast I'm really excited about. It's going to share two parts of a program. One where uh, we teach how to thrive in environments, perhaps, where your success is still considered an anomaly. And then the second part we're going to teach how people who manage our modern workforce, more diverse teams can both get those teams to excel and thrive together as well as help develop those individuals, even in an organization where perhaps it's not normal that those people are ascending or being promoted because it's a different set of skills than if you manage a team of people that everyone expects to be promoted and to go into management. So thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Again, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel. 
that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change? only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset power of introverts and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. This is Joe Kwan, and welcome to episode 261 of Executive Presence Morsels. This is our second to last episode, and the next episode will be our final as we wrap up. And then after that, we'll continue on to a brand new, exciting daily video podcast called Diversity Bites. So for this episode, I was feeling a bit nostalgic and wanted to go back in time and talk about how we got here, how um, this sort of uh, podcast and this sort of leadership materials, how this. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.